Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, Hour 3, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Uh, I misspoke the end of Hour 2. Entropy is not the resistance to change, but it is uh, uh, kind of a random uh, measure of... um, well, it's a thermodynamic thing. I'm not. I'm just going to stay away from it. Just to say that entropy, uh, in my application, has been resistance to change. It's kind of the um, uh, adding more pieces um, adds to the complexity and the probability or possibility of error, something like that. Uh, well, let's go to the home improvement. Let's keep things small. Uh, that was Art's last call in hour two. We have one more hour: noontime, lunchtime, bean time, middle of the hour, middle of the dial, middle of the country, and top of the line in quality here on KMOX. Thank you for being part of the KMOX Home Improvement Show and the KMOX family. Uh, We're going up until 1 o'clock following this show. One hour from now, your retirement professionals. And then uh, at uh, 2 o'clock will be the business of family business. A couple of regulars on Saturday afternoon. So bring it on, bring it in. Bring your phone calls. Let's get started here. Uh, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Puts us together. Lots of things to talk about. We had many questions throughout the hour one and two Uh, similar of how do we put our equipment or how do we care for our equipment as we put it away for the winter um one was a boat trailer uh the um the blocks covered with outdoor carpet for putting boats on for a boat trailer how do you keep those from being as wet as normal lack of cover might be Uh, Likewise, that or an air conditioner, anything that you stop the top rain from coming down and let it dry from the side wind or sun as the wind blows by underneath. So for a boat trailer, it means keeping the leaves out from underneath, making sure that there's good circulation. For an air conditioner condenser, which we're not using, we're not likely to use that for another four or five months here in St. Louis. So how do you do that? Do you put these very expensive um, baggy wraps? Uh, condenser covers over and I advocate no the manufacturers typically don't want you to cover in the sides they're okay if you put a hat on it you know just like a fedora hat cap something that keeps the rain from coming down and the leaves and debris Uh, one caller was cleaning the gutters and noticed that some of that debris wound up falling into that well that's exactly why the top lid or hat cover is appropriate Uh, and closing in from the side is it just holds the moisture uh so just like for us if you if you have something that allows the moisture to escape and the wind to blow through then that would be an appropriate enclosure but generally speaking i don't like enclosure wraparounds certainly nothing like a shrink wrap that has no permeability that sounds like a good thing might look like a good thing it would not be good for your unit because moisture still will get in with the high humidity of the air Water, snow, and ice will sit on top and drip and get through whatever those units are, those covers. Uh, So you're going to wind up with things on the inside. 
As far as turning them off for the winter, like throwing the breaker or flipping around the switches, leave that alone. I, I would rather you not really go mess around with that unless you really know your way around an electrical panel or disconnect box, things like that. Uh, as it gets into Christmas and holiday decorations, um, you know, Clark Griswold uh, lives uh, on in all of us, so uh, anything worth doing in Christmas lighting is worth overdoing and we do uh, so anything you put outside make sure it is a one of those trip outlets g- ground fault circuit interrupter gfci or slang we call it gfi ground fault interrupter they're little reset buttons if you have those make sure whether you're ready to do any holiday lighting decorations or anything like that go check those gfcis and make sure that they reset And what that means is the big button, there's a red button that trips it. And what that red button does on a GFCI outlet is it artificially faults or causes that unit to turn off. So hitting that red button resets um, and then you plus or, or it'll trip it. So now you have no current coming out. You have to reset it, put that big button in. If you press that big button and you press it in pretty far, if it does not click and reset, that means you need a new electrical outlet or something on that circuit has a ground problem or a wiring problem. And to figure that out, you're typically going to need an electrician or a professional to figure that out, somebody with experience of how to analyze a ground fault outlet, GFCI. For those of you doing uh, work around your bathrooms, uh, DIY, do-it-yourself stuff, bathrooms, kitchens, even garages, anything within uh, something like 50 or 60 inches, I'm not sure, um, but generally the code is... If you can touch one thing with one hand and touch a grounding or wet thing with the other. So if you can hold a electrical outlet and grab a faucet at the same time, anything that you can become the ground on, anything that you can become the current carrier instead of the current running through the wire, then you need a fault fault protection or ground fault interrupter. So that means basically... In the bathroom, pretty much everything is ground fault uh, uh, protected. Uh, around the kitchen, all those outlets on the countertops within basically five feet, basically most all of them we wire for ground faults unless they're really far away from the sink or a sink um, fixture like that. So if you're going to grab a plumbing anything and you can reach an electrical anything, then that electrical plug, switch, outlet, whatever will be ground fault circuit interrupted, even to the point. For example, uh, if uh, we do a lot of outdoor living, so hot tubs, uh, hot tubs typically are ground fault circuit interrupter, 50 or 60 amp, because the heaters on those things, you know, have to heat the water. So the the hot tub itself, the electrical source or breaker will be ground fault protected. Any of the light bulbs, light switches, or any electrical that you can either touch the tub and reach any of those electrical items, those will all be ground fault circuit protected. The lighting above, if you put a heater out there, for example, a patio heater, uh, Bromic is a brand, and, you know, the glowing hot heaters, you know, we've been doing these propane things for outdoor gatherings through the whole pandemic. Those are nice, but if you really want to have something that you don't have to put away or get a new tank for, uh, electricians are putting those in electrical, even those heater circuits, if they're around that hot tub are ground fault protected even you know so pretty good size breakers all that stuff we learned the hard way by um shocking people and in some cases uh uh, 
their health wasn't affected positively. Uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Bring it on, bring it in. Make sure we're talking about the things that matter to you. Uh, but as you get outside to decorate for the holidays, uh, make sure you're uh, using ground fault circuit interrupt. If you don't, many of these extension cords and a lot of these uh, um uh, decorations come with ground fault protection so you can get an extension cord that's uh, probably about twice the cost uh, it might have a gfci a circuit interrupter built into that extension cord that can work out as well uh, phone lines 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 scott mosby at your service as we get into the uh, saturday afternoon here on KMOX. stay tuned bring it on bring it in let's get started and when we come back i'm going to talk a little bit about uh, futures prices in lumber uh, some of the um, uh, labor issues around the United States, things like, you know, going to the car wash and there aren't enough people. You might go by the deli and uh, there aren't quite as many people behind there as it relates to uh, my company, Mosby Building Arts in the construction business. There just used to be a whole bunch of uh, GIs coming out of World War II. There was a whole bunch of people uh, looking for jobs, careers and families. That is now turned around the other way. We just don't have enough people to staff because as boomers in our age range, the baby boomers, we're getting older. We're looking for the assistance and the help with people around. Anyway, I'll get into that when we come back. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX, at your service. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and talk to my buddy, Linda. Hey, Linda, good afternoon. Welcome to Lunch on KMOX. How can I help? Uh, hi, I have a question about our furnace. It was installed in 2010, so it's now 12 years old. It is, it was, we were told it was a high efficiency, um, but we have had nothing but what we consider problems. Uh, the installer keeps telling us, you know, that these are um, very sensitive instruments. Um, we, you know, the wind can be wrong, blowing the wrong way outside, and it knocks it off every year consistently when it's really cold. And at two in the morning, it goes off. Not mm. at not at five in the evening. No, it's always, you know, when we're asleep at two in the morning. Okay, yeah. they tell us take the panel off, read the blinking lights. Tell us what the code is, and then we think that we can, you know, address the problem. I mean, we'll come out, but at least don't turn it off. Don't, you know. Yeah. Is this typical of these high-efficiency furnaces, or do we just have a lemon? Um, early versions of high-efficiency furnaces were uh, subject to this. And uh, two, 2010, when I say early versions, I'm thinking of, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s, um, we got um, – the whole industry uh, tried to go high-tech to save uh, energy. Well, we got ahead of our skis. We, we uh, put a lot of electronics. Basically, we built a furnace to be a Ferrari, and it took a Ferrari uh, mechanic to take care of this thing. Um, high performance, but, you know, uh, also 
high uh, maintenance. They they take a lot of care. 2010 is uh, generally a pretty reliable time, but it was coming right after the uh, economy downturn. So there were layoffs in uh, factories. Uh, the whole economy got shrunk. Uh, right sizing happened a lot. So I think in after the 2008 and 9 and 10, the downturn, I suspect you might have gotten, oh, maybe not the A-list of uh, supply chains. Uh, we're going through the same thing right now with the pandemic. You know, you take two people out of a production team of eight, you know, 25% is at home. Well, the other guys are trying to cover or fill in, and maybe they're not quite as trained or the whole. So the point being is you're just old enough that on that unit being 12 years old that I might consider changing it. Um, right. And, 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 and now things are, we kind of learned from our wounds, if you will, that high efficiency is really only good if it's high reliability. And now in 2022, um, I might, I might hold that off and, you know, I mean, uh, and it depends because you're marrying the dealer, the guy that puts this thing in for you, sizes it up and all of that. Um, but now it's a little tough. Um, there are things that I'm, I would like to buy in my life, um, and I'm just holding off a little bit until the world works out this whole dance of manufacturing and onshoring and offshoring and pandemic and COVID. So... Um, I would keep fixing it for another year, maybe two, and then okay. change the whole thing out. Right, right. But ordinary, can, I'd, yes. Ordinarily, yes. I'd say do it right now, but we're in, yes. we're in the yes. same kind of economic pattern. Yes, and and if you when you do change it out, I guess it depends on what things what conditions are a year or two from now. But what brand, what what manufacturer? How do you know what to go with? Uh, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Because the higher you, every every company has its brand. They have their brand segment, but they also have up toward the top of the line. What happens? Yes. Uh, change the furnace, change the whole unit out, uh, thermostat included. Um, what's happening now in the energy efficiency is there are things in the upper models of all brands that have variable speed blowers. Well, so that means that if my furnace doesn't need any heating. But I want the blower to run a little bit just to filter out the air or move the air around. It'll run at a very slow speed. Then when it the temperature drops and now the heat is called for, you know, the heat turns on and all of a sudden the furnace says, oh, well, I'll move that hot air around a little faster. So those are some of the subtle efficiencies or luxuries that I like to see in some of those upper end units. Uh, but really, your brand names are good. Uh, it, okay. it, the issue is... In almost any brand name, if you buy not the very top of the line, but in that top 10 or 15% of units, that's where I like to be. On a SEER for an air conditioner, you can get an air yes. conditioner now with a SEER, S-E-E-R, Seasonal Energy Efficiency mm -hmm. Rating, kind of a miles per gallon thing, up to 22 you know, so yes. anywhere around 19 to 22, I'm okay with. But when you yes. get to the very top, you've got a lot of electronics to make that happen. Okay, yes. So um, so hang on another year or so, and then, um, uh, yes. I mean, we're the only person, it seems, that has a repair person at least once a year in the neighborhood. Everyone else's furnace seems, you know, it's it's just been so frustrating to have to deal with this Um 
thinking, you know, is it is it the installer? Is it the equipment? Is it? And I guess it's okay. Well, you've answered my question. I appreciate your time. Um, Unfortunately, you so it's much. a little bit of all the above, too. Right. Correct. Right. 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 All righty. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Linda. Take care. You too. And, and Thank you. Bye. Yes. Bye. Oh, sorry. No, no, that it's just an example of where we are today in the whole world yes. that you yes. know, everything's just a little bit off is, you know, I yes. need to replace a car and I'm just kind of right. sitting on it for right, a while. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I know what you're, yes. Thank you. Thank you again. Okay. Thanks, Linda. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, a little bit of just, you know, Consumer 101. Um, and frankly, um, uh, personally, I, I undertook a, a pretty sizable remodeling project about two years ago because I knew the whole world was about to turn upside down and uh, lo and behold it did Um, and during that time it was you know I I was early on to the remodeling cycle so it was before everybody got really really busy but long and the short of it is that uh, you know we we did indeed go into that remodeling issue Uh, I'm glad we did we were able to buy from existing stock when the world was still in pretty good shape. Um, so anyway, there there we go. Thanks, Linda, for the call. Uh, next up, let's go uh, talk to Jay. Hey, Jay, Scott Mosby here. Afternoon on KMOX. How can I help? Yeah, hi. Going back to the uh, outlet uh, concern, uh, that did put my uh, um, fur on the back, so to speak, uh, where you talked about getting in pretty good shock. I'm looking at a house right now that happened to be here. And I see two different types of outlets, one that has the reset button. And by the way, it's not in any red or anything, but it does have that. And then the other outlet has, like, it's set up for a three-prong plug, but I see no reset unless I'm looking at something that's not an outlet. Uh, it has, like, a the normal two and and two twos, and, but on, above each one is a half of a horseshoe or a horseshoe, I guess you'd say. And I'm wondering, what what is the difference here? Does that make mm. sense? I'm a little unfamiliar. I know there's a, there's a ground fault circuit interrupter, and that's a reset button. And then in bedrooms right. now, the code calls for an ARC fault, A-R-C-fault, which means that if there's a bad connection from one of the plugs to the outlet itself, if there's any gain in heat or resistance as measured primarily, in ohms mm-hmm. of resistance, it will trip that circuit or trip that outlet. So arc fault mm-hmm. and ground fault are now parts of our home building remodeling, you know, just in stand. So bedrooms get arc faults, bathrooms and kitchens and garages get ground faults. But I'm not sure how you're describing that outlet. I'm unfamiliar with what I think you're okay. describing. Well, let me ask you uh, a more immediate question for me. I, I've um, had uh, an outage uh, for a little bit in a, in a different house, in a house that I have. And um, I'm hoping the home warranty company is going to come in this week and uh, and help me out and such. And I've heard that what it might need is a, is a tracing, a wire trace and such. Mm-hmm. You familiar with that and what might yeah. be involved in that? Uh, wire trace is really, and this used to be really hard. Now it's pretty simple. It's a you know couple hundred dollar electronic thing where basically you plug yeah. in one end of the outlet, and it kind of um, 
electrifies or, or is able to trace where that wire goes. So you can go from one outlet to the other and kind of figure out, okay, these outlets are on the same circuit, uh, and I've got power from the elect- from the breaker panel to here, to here, to here, open oh, nothing from here. So wire trace mm-hmm. is nothing more than a troubleshooting process that electricians go through. Would you think a home warranty company would uh, help in that situation and maybe cover that? I, I don't know how much you're, uh, you want to get into home warranty companies. Or, and well, if they don't, if they say, well, we're going to reject that claim, blah, 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 whatever the reason, um, is it going to be an expensive process to, to, to shop or to get other electrical outfits? Well, home home warranties are, um, if you have 10 home warranty companies, you have 10 different contracts, 10 different sets yeah. of conditions. So I can't mm-hmm. really answer any of them. Um, I don't know how much troubleshooting, analyzing. I mean, it, it typically electric and plumbing, you know, is three hours of figuring it out and 10 minutes making the repair. You know, really? but you're still three hours and 10 minutes of labor. So uh, mm-hmm. in, in those home warranty coverage, it, they may pay for the 10 minutes of repair, but not the three hours of analyzing. So that's that's mm-hmm. the issue that you face with these contracts. And um, I, I'm, you know, unless you really, really need um, assistance, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, homeowners warranties because, um their their job is to to meet only what they've insured, and that means you know fix it only at the minimal cost. They're not going to replace a unit. You know they'll replace three quarters of the parts in it before they buy a whole new unit because to them it's seventy five percent. And so then you wind up buying a new unit, and you're adding money to that anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. now you have a three party transaction. You've got the electrician, you've got you. So and it's tough enough doing business on that. It's like well. You know, what's it going to cost me and what's it worth to me? Am I willing to pay 500 or 1000 or replace it for whatever that cost is? Now you've got a mm-hmm. third party in there, and they're dancing around controlling the money. And it's like, oh, man. So that's why I, I'm just not a big fan of three-part transactions. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of – so I can't really answer your direct question, but uh, find a good, smart, analyzing electrician – and that's who you mm-hmm. really need to go through. And mostly, the the better ones typically don't mess around with um, home warranties because they don't have to. They're good mm-hmm. enough. They just don't have well, to. Let me ask you this. Do, do, do most um, electricians um, charge a, a, what do they call it, like an introductory trip. visit, a, a trip yeah. charge? Is that a trip, norm? Yeah. Yes. And to, yes. to give you a quote even? Okay. Yeah, that and that that comes out of um, uh, union contracts around St. Louis for you know seventy years. Electricians are mm-hmm. paid uh, to and from work, which means they get so they're on the clock. Or even you know our our Mosby employees, they're on the clock. So whether they're driving mm-hmm. or driving nails or carrying lumber, they're getting paid. So that is the trip charge or minimum charge is typically what does it cost to get the technician out there and set up. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get to things like spray foam, you know, where it takes, you know, four hours to clean up the equipment or set it up 
two hours, you know, one hour set up, three hours clean up at the end, you may have a pretty substantial minimum charge of a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars because oh. it costs that much to get the equipment out and clean it. You know, so everybody's trying to figure out how do we make this equitable charging for the time we're spending business wise as well as mm-hmm. you know what they deliver. So that's why you're seeing all these weird billing things because you know the companies bear the cost either way. Or they lose their employees. (laughs) Or they lose their employees, and then you're dealing with a lower quality employee who can get the job where they get paid to, Mm. you know, get there. So that's the dance. Alrighty. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Uh, Let's take a short pause and uh, come back for more here on Camwex. My name is Scott Mosby. We've got fifty thousand watts in another half an hour of the Camwex Home Improvement Show. Stay tuned. More coming up next. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Okay, I uh, promised to talk a little bit about lumber futures and prices and such. Uh, prices continue to drop. Uh, lumber futures for random lengths, uh, $422 per thousand board feet or $0.42 cents per board foot for delivery in January. So we're getting down back into uh, what I consider traditional lumber prices around $400 a thousand board feet or $0.40 cents a board foot. Uh, and that's for delivery in January. Um the problem with that is all the lumber yards, all the home centers, all the hardware stores, they bought their lumber six months ago, four months ago. So they bought at $700 per hundred or $600. So when uh, people say, well, you're telling me lumber is really affordable, and I go to the lumber yard, the home center, and it's really not affordable. Well, that is true. It takes a long time for that uh, pricing to catch up. Because um, the you know that's what's in stock at the retailers and the wholesalers. Uh, so unless you're buying lumber directly from the forestry forest uh, you know forestry industry, uh, the lumber mills, you're paying that price. And even that four hundred and twenty-two dollars that doesn't get delivered for two more months. So even then, that price drop from where we've been for a while, which is 485 in you know November delivery, now two months later in January, it's down $65. Still, the point being is you're still not seeing all this. So even any any contract that you have signed over the past year, um, actually the longer time ago it was, the better off you are because prices continue to go up. Unless you have some sort of a price escalation clause, um, and that's something that is very common in our industry, that you'll find a price escalation clause when companies build, you know, bridges for across rivers and such. Uh, they they don't know what the price of uh, steel will be two years from now when they buy that steel. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, at Mosby, um, we've had a price escalation clause for many, many years and never, ever, ever used it. I mean, it is not something that consumers like. You know, customers don't like to say, oh, well, I bought it at this and now it's going to be that. You know, or we had additional work orders. That's one thing. So anyway, the point being that uh, we do not at Mosby Building Arts, and we're part of a peer group. Many of I, I travel three, four times a year. Best practices group. None of them have, uh, and they're from all over the country. Companies much like ours, and they never invoke that because it it's just it's so objectionable 
on a homeowner basis. So that just hasn't happened. But as you're, if you're doing your own work, you're paying top dollar for those dollars. Um, anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here and talk to my buddy Al. Hey, Al Scott Mosby here. Camwex, how can I help? Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. What I have is a home here in Afton built in 1952, and the windows are, the frame is all steel, one-piece steel. You familiar with that? Very. Okay. Well, my problem is when it gets really cold in the winter, that window sill, especially, but the whole thing is ice cold. It's a yeah. lot colder. You, uh, what, you got any suggestions what I could do with that? Wrap it or put something on there? Uh, that frame for steel windows um, is primarily a storm window situation. Um, the, the My father used to describe those houses, and I grew up in Afton, so I know, you know, I could tell you the neighborhood you're from. Um, 1950s brick house, uh, as my dad would call it, they're built for stout. You know, those no, houses are... a brick house. This is a frame house. Oh, it with is, steel it windows. It had casement windows in it, but they've been replaced with vinyl windows, but the frame was left in there to keep, I guess, from destroying the plaster yeah. and the tile and all that. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, you're describing a thermal break. Um, a, a insulation between the outside surface and the inside surface. Those steel frames don't have them. I, I don't have a really good uh, answer for you um, when those frames, typically those frames do stay in because they will destroy, like you said, plaster, tile, everything on the inside and the outside. They're very hard. They literally saws all out or torch cut out. Um, the issue that you're trying to do is put a, membrane surface or a kind of a storm window if you could fur out that frame by an inch and then hang a storm window on it you would have a one inch air gap between the outside and that steel frame um, but even you know a, a, a brick house would be even worse frame is not so uh, conductive uh, the wood isn't but I don't right. have any good answers for you on that. If it's a, if they didn't pull that steel frame out at the beginning, you're kind of stuck with it financially because it, the cost of, you know, replacing all that and cutting that frame out is really prohibitive. Okay, I got you. What about yeah. the the doors are the same way? They're steel frames, and if I want to replace my d- original doors with the upgrade, uh, yeah. I I couldn't put a pre-hung door in there that's just by the slab correct i um correct uh and that's the plaster um personally i would tear that old metal frame out um uh, because even the best site hung door panel with gaskets and weather stripping and everything will not come anywhere near the performance and seal of a pre-hung exterior door Oh, I'm talking um, about interior doors, all interior. Oh, yeah. Well, interior, I, yeah, then I would just change the panels on those. I would not go to that great effort on that. Um, just be aware that those frames are probably not square anymore. The house moves and shakes and settles and does what it does. So, um, you know, the shape of the door, you have to, it takes a long time just to fit the blank into that opening even before you put the hinges on. So you'd have Technically, it'd be somebody that has experience in there because they have to mortise for the yeah. hinges, correct? 
Yes, yes. Uh, the only thing tougher than hanging and messing with doors is stair work. <laughs> okay. So you have, you know, cabinetry, cabinetry installation is an 8 out of 10, doors is a 9 out of 10, and stair work is a 10 out of 10 in complexity and difficulty. All righty. Well, uh, thanks for your uh, advice. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Take care. Good luck. Well-built house. Uh, so that's that's one of the things as Al faces a well-built house um, in the 50s. And, uh, you know, the better built house lasts longer. But the problem with it is the better built house also takes a little more demolition to unwind the quality that was built in with those steel frame windows. You know, steel frame windows were top of the line. They were the great technology of the time, Um, you know, because they just, you know, they don't warp. It's really hard to get a steel window to move, you know, to get it out of square. Um, So that was an old technology. It got replaced. Typically, then we went into the wood windows and there weren't so many replacement windows because typically we were still pulling the frames out and replacing prime windows, prime meaning it has a four side frame and windows. So it's built prime as when the new house was built. Uh, So anyway, that's kind of the thought there. So just be aware that uh, the better built the house is, the more costly it is to remodel. Uh, For example, a full stone house, full plaster. Um, uh, Sometimes uh, some of these houses, uh, there are several in Webster and Kirkwood, even in the outlying areas uh, around Richardson Road. Houses that literally have floors of concrete, attic floors of concrete, and masonry houses. Um, people that had fires in their previous lives and they could afford to build a house that was as fireproof as possible. Uh, some of those houses are just incredibly well built. Well, my gosh. Um, so if you're trying to drill a hole through a concrete floor that is structural in some nature, you have to be careful about missing the steel, missing the pipes, anything buried in those concrete floor structures. That's where you get pricey on some of the remodeling and upgrades and repairs, one being this example by L. Well, let's take a short pause and come back for more here. Stay tuned more on KMOX. I'll be back after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement. Uh, We have uh, going up to the top of the hour, a few more minutes here. Stay tuned at 1 o'clock, your retirement professionals. 1 o'clock following this show. After that, the business of family business. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement at your service. Let's talk to my friend Jane, see what's happening. Jane, good afternoon. Welcome, Camwex. How can I help? Hey, Scott. How's it going? I have a, a dusty house as well. And I was wondering if I should, would it be worth it to have the air ducts cleaned? You know how they do? Yeah. And if so, would we have to do it on a regular basis or does it help at all? Uh, Yes, it does. Generally, I advise that only after construction, remodeling, or uh, some event like that, maybe a fire. Uh, Duct work is is high velocity. and uh, after 30 years of ductwork not being cleaned, um, most of it is um, vacuumed out or uh, needs to be mechanically knocked loose. So I like to do it maybe once in 30 years, but it is generally not the ductwork that is dirty. It is the house that is dirty 
because your ductwork, you know, on the average, I think the um, Department of the Interior some, about 10, 12 years ago reported that on the average, everybody's metal ductwork leaked about 30%. Oh, about my 30. God. Well, think about it. It's a metal. If you go down in the basement, and you've got a forced air system. And you look at that sheet metal. It's a metal to metal connection with a metal fastener, no gasket, no seal. And that's why when, you know, when we got into energy efficiency, we started doing what's called a duct blaster, or we'd blow theatrical smoke into people's ductwork and then go and and plug it, you know, so seal it. Yeah. So generally, if you have a dusty house, it's getting sucked into that ductwork, blown out and around. Your filters are important. If you have carpeting in the house, your house is dusty. If you have pets in the house, your house is dusty. If you have a bunch of kids that are in and out, all your house is dusty. It just, it kind of is what it is. So, um, but duct cleaning is not, you know, it is something, it's the nuclear um, cleaning uh, when you, when you've inflicted a wound from construction work um, and drywall uh, work. That's when you clean the ductwork, but that's it. What about when they tear up the street and there's all this concrete and stuff that's been going on for a couple of months? Does that have any effect? No, that's I more like, like dust. My windows and, open. Yeah, but that's more like leaves and dust. That's nothing untoward. You know, your neighbor grinding up the leaves in the fall and you yeah, doing the yeah, same yeah. is dustier than that, you know. So I, oh, I wouldn't okay. call that an event. Okay. Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Have a nice uh, holiday. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. You too. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Uh, Again, I want to get a little bit into uh, uh, being grateful. Um, I've been on KMWX for a very long time. I have learned so, so, so much here. People say, well, I have too. Uh, But it it is a a learning environment and exchange platform. Um, I was terrified when I was first offered the position. How can anybody know all these questions? Well, the grace and generosity and and just sheer friendliness of CAMWEX listeners, you know, if I don't know the answer, somebody else will call in and help me. Um, so it, it's kind of the same uh, culture that, um, you know, is St. Louis. We're a, we're a friendly lot. We're, uh, CAMWEX is uh, historically intertwined in, you know, the 20s and the last 100 years here in St. Louis, that's a big deal. I take that very seriously, as do the listeners. So anyway, I'm just grateful to be on KMWX. I'm grateful that my learning yet today, uh, again, you know, a a fire marshal inspection uh, called in and remind us about flame spreads and foam and uh, the various, you know, the urethane foam burns hot and fast. Well, that means that it spreads quickly. Um, and we use urethane uh, a lot, you know, urethane foams and furnitures, uh, carpet pads, things like that. So just be aware that that is the issue. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, rolling around here to the holidays and the end of the year, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a special time for me on a spiritual level and uh, perhaps for you. Um, and really, I, we're kind of all in this together and I like that a lot. And I enjoy being here. Uh, anyway, if you'd like to share your gratitude as well, 314-436-7900. Call in and tell me what you're grateful for on this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I'm grateful to just be able to move around, grateful to hit a golf club, <clears throat> swing a golf club. I don't I do not do the result too well, but uh, so it is. Um, I enjoy that. 
um, the things in my life. I like working in the yard. I like being able to pick up a rock and move it out of my way working around the yard. So all those things matter. Um, so anyway, those things. Let's let's see what's happening with my friend Jim here. Hey, Jim, good afternoon. Welcome to Cam Wax. Hi, thank you. Uh, yes, question sir. for you. I had an electrician come out to install a ceiling fan a little bit ago, and he made a lot of uncomplimentary comments about the wiring and such, including a term called backstabbing and circuits. Um, we had had an addition put on a couple of years earlier in that area of the house, and I was suspicious about the wiring at that time. Um, should I be suspicious in general? And do you know what the backstabbing uh, phraseology is? Uh, if it's double lugging there, you know, if you go back and put uh, two wires on one or too many wires in any one connection, it can happen in the electrical panel where it gets double lugged. You have two wires on the breaker. Um, I'm not directly familiar with backstabbing that slang. That sounds more specific to electricians. Uh, but I do know that polarity can get re- reversed. You can put too many um wires in an outlet or circuit um when that happens um and you're not i mean following the building code is expensive and a pain in the neck when it comes to electric and if you don't Uh you can die you know so it's a big deal so electricians um analyzing i i uh every house i've lived in i've had an electrician come by and they spent you know most of a day looking for trouble um, and that, you know, they pull the wires off, uh, all the breakers, put them back on, generally replace quite a bit of electrical panels over my time just because I didn't, you know, a 30-year-old panel. Things have a, a design life. Sooner or later, they're going to poop. So anyway, my point is, is I would support having an electrician just come in and check out your house top to bottom. And those that are used to it and are equipped for it say, yeah, that's fine. I think the last time I did it, it was it wasn't cheap. It was you know fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for a day for them to come in and just look for trouble. Yeah, the original part of the house had some knob and tube in it, so it would probably have a combination. But he was not involved in the panel at all. He used other yeah. circuit boxes in the attic and things to draw the power we needed. Yeah. Well, there there are um, people that connect wires and can make it work. And then there are electricians that truly understand loads, wirings, connections, um, dissimilar materials, and all that. That's a bit different deal. So, if if um, yeah, I, I like to know the answer, even if it hurts. So I, I would tend to have somebody come and check my house. All right, thanks, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Stay tuned. Next up, your retirement professionals. <laughs> 